0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, please be seated. He who has ears, let him, let her hear. I think this is a good opening line for a sermon. Listen up. You know, you might, you might say this at the beginning of a talk, right? He who has ears, let him hear. Why then does Jesus say it after he has told the parable to the crowd on the shore of the Sea of Galilee as he sits in the boat? This is the first of two questions we'll consider in the next few minutes. He who has ears, let him hear. We'll, we find iterations of this admonition throughout our readings today. From Isaiah, listen diligently to me and eat what is good. Incline your ear, hear that your soul may live. And from our psalmist addressing God, O you who hear prayer, or in Robert Alter's translation, O listener to prayer. From the collect, let your merciful ears, O Lord, be open to the prayers of your humble servants. From the epistle to the Romans, we've received the spirit of adoptions as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father, and the spirit witnesses to us of our father's love. And what father does not listen to his son, his daughter, crying out, Daddy? And again from Jesus, after he tells the parable of the sower, he says to the disciples, Blessed are your ears, for they hear. On the balance here in these scriptures, we have more references to God listening to us and us listening to God. We reflect... Our image, uh, or image God in his attribute of merciful listening when we also listen mercifully. And this also indicates that we listen to God because he first has listened to us. He knows us. He understands us. He gets us. Recall the message of that, that much Ballyhood ad campaign from last Christmas. I believe that's when it was, right? He gets us. Uh, and he does. In our parable today, Jesus is encouraging us then to understand, to get it, and to get it is to understand his message. To get it is to get him, not his teaching, his guidance, his instruction, but Jesus, well, that. But what Jesus wants us to get is himself, his living word plowed like a seed into the soil of our hearts. I'm all ears and I'm all yours are kind of the same thing. Listening is not only the way by which we hear what the person is telling us, it is a way by which we receive the person. One way we would describe a person who is not listening is to say, it goes in one ear and out the other. Think of our ears as soil. If we listen with one ear, the seed passes out the other. It does not sink in. It whistles right on through. Listen with both, and it meets in the middle where it germinates and then sinks into our hearts. And that's the picture here of the four soils. Does the seed sink into fertile ground? And it's all about starting to listen and then continuing to listen until we understand. And what's the indication that one has been listening? Ask questions and stick around for the answer. And when you get the answer and still don't understand, stay with it. Ask until you understand. The disciples do just that. Father James, it wasn't in the reading, uh, but, but tucked in, in the middle uh, between those two texts that Father James read for us this morning. The disciples ask the fundamental question. They ask, why parables Jesus? And Jesus gives an enigmatic and mysterious answer. It's a secret, he says. The truth is hidden in the parable. Jesus' parables are hidden just as Jesus is hidden. The secret of the kingdom of God is the secret of the person of Jesus. And the image of the seed itself perfectly symbolizes this. Seeds are tiny, disproportionately small compared with what they eventually produce. Seeds disappear, and then they die. That is, they died to what they were to become something much, much greater. Under the influence and the direction and the guidance of Matt Milliner and Melody Schwarting, teaching us about Mary. I think of Mary right now, the mother of Jesus and the proto disciple. I think of Jesus, the seed literally in her. Shortly after Jesus is born and the shepherds have given the birth announcement of good news, of great joy for all people. Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. She treasured and she pondered all her life as her son grew up before her. Mary, who was receptive and fertile in a way no other person has ever been, her earth to receive the seed, whose body was a dwelling place of God on earth, by which God entered this earth the Lord hidden in her womb and emerging as a son, a man, the son of man, with whom she was often exasperated and struggled to understand, by whom she drank the waters of sorrow, perhaps more deeply than any human mother ever has. Mary, who's let it be at her son's conception, undoubtedly convulsed in a cry, may it not be at his death. From the womb to the tomb, her son Jesus was hidden, before his secret was fully revealed. When Jesus appeared, risen from the dead, the first fruits, the harvest of those who sleep. So it is with the disciples who do not fully understand but who stayed with Jesus to the cross and Jesus who stayed with them through the cross until they too shot out with joy, it is the Lord. The secret is not easily understood. A lot of secrets are about power. The one who holds a secret holds the power. I know, I know something you don't. A child will say, want to know a secret? And then they whisper in your ear so no one else can hear. And most times you have no idea what they said. <laughs> but it doesn't matter, you're in. The inner circle, the chi- if that child shares it with you, secrets are pow- our power. Jesus is not like this. He doesn't harbor secrets and tell them to select few. The secret, the parable goes out to everyone, the whole crowd. Even as the seed goes out everywhere, the sower is not scrimping on the seed and where it goes. He is profligate with it. Jesus proclaims a secret and then invites everyone to hear. He who has ears. The parable is an invitation and it echoes the, the words of the prophet Isaiah. Come, everyone who thirsts. He who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. In other words, come And buy without money that which is priceless, which you can't obtain with money. Listen and eat what is good. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live. The seed goes out everywhere, but few can receive it. And let it germinate and let it grow until the seed bears fruit. The crowds drop away; they don't stay with Jesus and keep listening. This is why the parable of the sower and the seed is a watershed parable. It combines the two elements that form the core of this story in three Gospels that are necessary for understanding the Gospel. Christology and discipleship. Who is Jesus? Who are we in Jesus, in Christ? And the commandment of Jesus to the disciples is to love. Paul Tillich wrote, the first duty of love is to listen. And the final duty of love is to die. Listen and die and then bear fruit. Growth comes through death, through suffering, through sacrifice. Stay with Jesus when you might be tempted to bail. I don't know what that might look like for you, what it might mean for you right now. I can only tell you a little bit of what it means for me. Most of you know I am in a chaplaincy internship at CDH just down the road. I can't exactly say I'd love to see you there. I'd rather see you here. Delighted to be here with you right now. You can't, you don't know how delighted I am. Um, I have been at CDH way out of my comfort zone. I am a learner there. I am making mistakes. I am asking questions and listening to my instructors as if people's lives depend on how well I listen, how well I follow instructions. Again, the first duty of love, of loving care, is to listen. I won't give you all the details, but this past Friday, I was absolutely hammered. Not at the bar in Winfield, (laughs) but in the classroom after I gave my own case study of meeting with a patient. The group just went after me. I am not accustomed to criticism of any kind, even if it's warranted, and much of this was. This is a hugely supportive and challenging environment. But still, even though it was warranted, I have been licking my wounds and sulking. I don't need this. I don't have to do this. I'm too old for this. You know that the litany of umbrage. And then I remembered that Father James and all of you prayed for me, blessed me in this work and sent me out in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The three persons of the Trinity are with me. They are in me as they are in all of you in moments of extremity when life turns us around and upside down don't take flight don't fight turn inward turn inward as, as James Leonard constantly reminds us in his messages to us turn inward into Jesus and let the seed his word Jesus himself who is the word deepen his roots in the ground that has been upturned by the blade of the plow I close with some fantastic words by Thomas Wharton Martin that echoes all the words of scripture we read this morning in his book New Seeds of Contemplation. He writes, when we understand the dialectic of life and death, we will learn to take the risks implied by faith to make the choices that deliver us from our routine self and open to us the door of a new being, a new reality. I must learn to let go of the familiar and the usual and consent to what is new and unknown in me. I must learn to leave myself in order to find myself by yielding to the love of God. If I were looking for God, every event and every moment would sow in my will. Grains of his life that would spring up one day in a tremendous harvest. I'm going to keep going. Is that all right? It's a long text, but it's wonderful. For it is God's love that warms me in the sun and God's love that sends the cold rain. It is God's love that feeds me in the bread I eat and God that feeds me also by hunger and fasting. It is the love of God that sends the winter days when I'm cold and sick and the hot summer when I labor and my clothes are full of sweat. But it is God also who breathes on me with light winds off the river and in the breezes out of the wood. His love spreads the shade of the sycamore over my head. It is God's love that speaks to me in the birds and streams, but also behind the clamor of the city. God speaks to me in his judgment. And all these things are seeds sent to me from his will. If these seeds would take root in my liberty, and if his will would grow from my freedom, I would become the love that he is, and my harvest would be his glory and my own joy. And I would grow together with thousands and millions of other freedoms into the gold of one huge field, praising God, loaded with increase, loaded with wheat. Amen.